Welcome to Running For Real, a global community with a shared love and curiosity for running. Together we reconnect with the reasons why we love to run and discover ways it helps us become better people. Whether it's the quiet moments of a morning run while the rest of the world still sleeps, or befriending the strangers next to you at the start line of a race. We are here to connect with others who see running as the common thread that weaves our lives together. Come join me, Tina Muir, as I talk with people from all walks of life, united by a love of running. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 286 of the Running For Your Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I am excited that you are here. I'm excited for us to all get to know our guest today. Um, so I want to tell you a little bit about James Rowe. He is a physical therapist. He's the founder of Atlanta Run Club and the co-founder and a trainer at Arc Studio, which is also in Atlanta. Um, and he is in the AGC collective, the All Birds, All Good collective with me, which is uh, you're going to hear a little bit more about what that is. We are not just here to talk about All Birds. You are going to hear that James has a lot to share. He has done so much for the community um, in the Atlanta area, but also we talk about coming to move forward together mentally, how running can be a part of that. He has a beautiful way of explaining things. And we talk about that battle within ourselves, that how re uh, running can provide that judgment-free space and how running can intersect with many other areas of our lives. For James, you will hear that he talks about hip hop and run cult culture going together, um, and about his faith also relates to his running. So you're going to get to hear about that and uh, caring for the planet as well. So there's lots of different elements of James that you are really going to get to enjoy. So without any further ado, let's go meet James Rowe. Our friends, I am still reveling in the fact that we are working at Running For Real with Allbirds. I have been loving this company since I first heard about them and I'm really excited about working with them and just seeing what they are able to do as they change the running community. Um, so after years of researching and tinkering, uh, Tim and Joey came up with this revolutionary wool fabric made specifically for footwear that gave an entirely new category of shoes inspired by natural materials and an ongoing mantra to create better things in a better way. Now they keep things simple, they don't want to have flashy logo or senseless details, just comfortable shoes. And let me tell you, they are very, very comfortable. I wear them all day, every day. If you see me out and about in a pair of shoes, 95% of the time, unless I'm out on a date with Steve, maybe even sometimes then, I am wearing my all red tree dashes. Um, they are made from uh, natural materials um, in favor of those cheaper synthetic alternatives and they are determined to change things. They just did a partnership, as I mentioned recently, with Adidas, and I was able to run a race in them recently, and I loved them. They felt so fast. I felt really good. They were really comfortable, and that is called the Futurecraft Footprint. Now, these are hard to get a hold of, but you have to be ready when they drop, um, although there will be more coming uh, available in the next few months, so pay attention. To what I am saying and also to the Allbirds website if you are interested or my email newsletter and you will be able to find out more there. Now they, as I mentioned about the materials they use a lot of wool, they use a lot of um, uh, sugar, they use a lot of Trino um, and other materials that are like recycled bottles, recycled cardboard, hardboard, castor bean oil and just 
really always thinking about every single step. And now I've been working alongside this company, I finally feel like I'm part of something. Now I don't have a special code for you right now. I just want to let you know about this company. So go check it out for yourself. You can just go to allbirds.com. I don't have a code for you right now. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just want to alert you to what this company are doing. If they have been able to partner with Adidas and get them to create the super shoe um, that was only uh, 2.94 kilograms of carbon per pair when the industry average is 15 for that future craft footprint, they are doing big things. They are changing things. I'm so proud to be a part of this. So go to allbirds.com to go check it out. Oh, and they do have kids shoes. So if you have young kids, go check them out. I have a pair for Bailey and we love being twins. So go check it out. Thank you again to Allbirds. James, thank you so much for joining me today on the Running For Real podcast. I am excited that you are here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, I am really thankful that you and I, well, I shouldn't say we connected because actually I was watching you present and I was like, I've got to have this guy on the show. He And then went to your social media account, was just blown away by the beauty of, of the synergy of bringing like hip hop, hip hop culture of running and like your faith and, um, and then just bringing it all together. It was, an, you know, planet focus, uh, everything. It was, it was really well done in this beautiful way. So immediately I knew you would be a fantastic fit for our show. And, uh, so I'm excited to dive in, but firstly, I want to just ask you, um, you and I talked before and it's raining there, snowing here. It is uh, February, which is typically when people feel a bit on the rough side uh, mentally with uh, winter being in full effect. So how are you? I am doing great. Uh, yeah, I had a little rough journey up here. I'm, I'm currently at a, a co-working space, as I was saying earlier, but Overall, I mean, you know, just just been in a season of, of gratitude and um, yeah, just been feeling thankful for, for people around me and excited to figure out life, although I don't have it all put together right now. Um, yeah, just excited to figure it out and, and enjoying the company of people around me. I appreciate you saying that. And you said about, you know, gratitude and that's something our listeners hear about often. That's something we in society hear about often, but how did you I'm just curious how you came to that place with that. Was it a conscious practice? Was it a certain moment that made, made you, you know, think about that? How did that come in, come to you? Yeah. You know, I think for many of us, the past couple of years have been quite the challenge because of COVID and, and the pandemic. And uh, me personally too, I, I think I, I hit almost a, a bottom point um, when it came to my personal circumstance, like mental health, like, you know, in, in my background in fitness and, and wellness and running, it's like, it's the one thing that requires like such human presence and social gathering mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, experiencing a season of those things kind of being on pause made me, um, yeah, just be really like in like face to face with the challenges. Um, but even in the midst of that, I, I still can walk away feeling this like sense of gratitude and peace of like, you know what, even though these things um, have happened, there have always been opportunities to, to adapt, to evolve and, and to just keep moving forward. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I think there's something about the fact that everyone worldwide is working through this that makes it 
yes, while we are aware that the billionaires are getting richer during this time, um, <laughs> there's also this kind of camaraderie that we can feel knowing that, as you said, opportunities will be there and everyone is struggling. But that means somewhere, somehow, there are going to be things that come up that are positive, even if it is a horrible situation that they're coming from. Um, and as you said, how can we make the most of those as they come up and be grateful yeah. for the good things we do have in our life, even if it's not ideal, because everyone is going through tough times. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. And with ARC Studio, you are uh, the co-founder there, as we just mentioned. You're a physical therapist. You're, uh, you you know, train clients. You uh, are very heavily focused into strength training and the importance of it. Um, just talk about uh, that element of um, has fitness, has health, has the body working holistically? Has that always been an interest to you? Yeah, I think for me, it, 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 that journey of holistic health and wellness has always started with the mind, um, even things like running and working out. Uh, it's always been just a form of therapy for me, for me to just find that safe space to to just work out and exercise and to rest. It, it is a haven for me. So yeah, I'd say it, it really starts with my desire to use exercise, to use fitness, to use strength training, use whatever physical activity as vessels to, to strengthen the mind and for us to have that mental fortitude as we continue in our individual wellness journeys. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, and I wish that uh, everyone who was a physical therapist who had, or who had interest in strength training could look at it that way and, um, and, and be able to view the whole body, the body as a whole, but also, as you mentioned, start with the mind um, that mm -hmm. is really special there. And it, and it relates to uh, what you are doing at Atlanta Run Club. So let's dive into that. Um, so you founded that in 2018, and I want to talk about that and the, the start of it and what it began as but before we get to that um your relationship to running or how you discovered running um tell us about how running came into your life in the first place yeah so my earliest memory of running was actually not a pleasant one i you know i the other day i was actually thinking back to when was like my first like instance of, of running the the um the longest memory i have and it was actually like in elementary school when i felt like i I was always like behind um, other kids doing like mild tests and different physical exams. And I, ironically, I, you know, I, it's, I learned to fall in love with it um, more so because of just the benefits and like mm. the reward that you get from practicing it and continuing to do it. I think it's so powerful in the sense that running communicates just such a strong parallel in life, you know, like it, oh, yeah. it's a sport of just moving forward and overcoming hurdles and testing your endurance and persevering. So all that kind of eventually shaped into the significant meaning for me. But in the very beginning, the starting point for me came from a place where I didn't enjoy running at all. And then as I continued to, to evolve through different seasons and stages of my life, running became my ally and really just overcoming different hurdles and challenges in my personal life. Wow, that's uh, beautifully said. And I appreciate you saying that as well, because I think often, I mean, myself coming from 
the world of elite running, I've said this many times, but also uh, for you as someone who started a running club, a successful club, a club that's meant to inspire and motivate others, it's very easy to for others looking in to think, oh, well, you just must have known all along that running was your thing, known that running was going to be there for you. And I wonder how much of it for you was sense of healing from feeling that way, like being mm. aware that you didn't feel um, good enough as a runner or feel like uh, you were, could, I guess, I don't want to say that I'd take the identity of a runner, but could put running as a, as an importance in your life because you didn't feel like you um, were fast enough to be welcomed into it. And so what you're mm. doing now is, is making sure those, the little, uh, the little Jameses that are, um, that were in other schools that have grown up to feel that way, feel like they can be involved and, and are welcome, even if in the past they may have had that message internalized that they're not fast enough. Do you think anything, there is anything to that? Oh, absolutely. That was very well articulated. <laughs> it spoke to oh, wow. very genuinely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, I tell people, I share with them the story I just shared with you and yeah, running is honestly, when I first did it, it was, it was a very intimidating experience. And mm. I think it's ironic because running is also one of the most accessible physical activities out there in the world, if not the most. Um, and so the, the entryway into that sport should be welcoming, should be, um, all embracing and inclusive. And yeah, just wanted to make that my own. And, um, I tell people all the time with, with ARC and, and anything that I've tried to curate um, has simply just been a natural extension of myself, of, of my past, of my experiences, of my stories and uh, what I experienced and, and just the inclusivity of my personal journey with the sport of running, just wanting to extend that into to other people's lives and um, yeah, just creating that space of community for others to feel included and to be able to conquer their, their own journeys through running. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's beautiful. And you said you began this in 2018, uh, it kind of started for you as this group of friends trying to change the community. Um, and you hosted a local pop-up in Duluth, Georgia. Yeah. Tell mm -hmm. us about, was that, was that moment, uh, even though you started it with a group of friends, uh, did you allow yourself to dream of what that could look like in the future or did you feel that that could potentially hinder your ability to be in the now and to, to, to follow through with that focus in that moment of changing your community? Yeah. You know, I, I had no idea, even, even up to, to three years ago, if you asked me if my career future would involve anything remotely close to running, my answer would be no. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it's crazy how it started in Duluth too, because if, for those of you that are familiar with the state of Georgia, Duluth is actually a little further out from the city. And at the time, I just happened to be living in Duluth. I had just moved up from the city, actually. And uh, Duluth just seemed like, to me, just a, a natural place where um, a lot of my friends and I were just like hanging out in that season. And it just felt organic, you know, and uh, we weren't trying to reach for different people necessarily, but we literally just spoke in our group chat and I said, Hey guys, I'd, I'd like to, to start this run group. Um, we're going to meet like literally right down the street from all the restaurants that we normally go to. And let's put it up on Instagram story, invite other people to participate if they want to. 
Um, and then from there, we just kind of scaled it out and, and grew. Were they runners before this? No. So it, mm. there was uh, one other individual who really helped me uh, curate all this in the beginning. Um, his name's Christian. And he is now like the creative director of, of ARC and everything we do. He's behind the graphics and kind of putting together um, just the visual brand of, of ARC. And it really started with me and him just tossing the idea of, hey, what if we create this community and also attempt to put this brand and personality to it through the things that we're interested in and that we express. So Christian and I were, were not runners. He, I think he ran a little bit in, in high school, but... Um, we made it the intention from the very beginning to curate an atmosphere of what we like to say, social athletes. So people that kind of come out and their primary reason of wanting to run is to simply interact socially with others. And fitness just happens to be something that we all know we have to do because it's good for our health. But, um, first and foremost, prioritizing that, that human connection element. Yes. And that, that's an element that was much needed, or I've seen you refer to this as social running uh, or a community focused uh, group. And I have to admit, like for me initially a few years ago, um, so I, I, know, I don't know what you do or don't know about me, but I ran as a professional athlete and I left the sport and now I am, I would say a social runner. Um, but also, mm. you know, I have the benefit of years of fitness in my body that I can still run relatively fast um, considering that said, I come from a world where it was all about commitment. Like social running is not like go do something else. If you want to be social was kind of the perspective that we were shown. Like if you want to, if you want to get the most out of yourself, um, you do what your running requires and then you can socialize any other time of the day. Um, and so when I first started hearing of these groups that were set up primarily for social, uh, as that connecting, collaborating, being alongside one another, and as you mentioned, fitness being almost like a, a, a side effect, um, I found that quite hard to understand because I'd come from this world where that was just unfathomable. Mm-hmm. But now I see the there's so much beauty in that and so much inclusivity in that in terms of all those people like what you mentioned earlier that as kids were told not told but shown you're not good enough Mm. those kids that grew up to be adults can now have something and find some way and imagine if we could get the rest of the world uh running Uh, you've talked a lot about the parallels and we're going to go into that in a little bit but what that does for our mental health um, I really love hearing this and, and the more I, I meet people like you who are social, uh, set up social running groups or, or, um, clubs or challenges or whatever it may be, the more I just feel inspired and amazed and just, I don't know. I just want to say thank you for that. I wasn't really going anywhere with that, but, um, <laughs> as someone who's coming to learn this side of running, it's, it's mm-hmm. really beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So thank you. <laughs> um, so that said, I want to read a quote from you that you, uh, I think you shared on, was it a letter you, uh, a letter that was shared within Lululemon, I believe. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so can you explain, I was a bit confused when I was reading about this, like you shared this on your social media and then Lululemon took it and shared it internally or how did that come about? 
Yeah, so uh, th- that post was actually a transcript of um, uh, a talk that I gave to women okay. corporate employees and staff. Mm. Um, and it was to highlight, uh, I, I believe it was around, yeah, it was around the AAPI month. And this was actually right before the tragedies in Atlanta took place, the shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was already a lot of buildup in the, t- the talks of diversity and inclusion in the sport of running. Um, and I was giving my perspective as, as an Asian American, as a Korean American in, in the States of what my running journey has been like and kind of stepping in into this world of uh, not, I wouldn't say professional running, but this world of like organized running. Um, it, it was kind of new to me because growing up, I, I never really participated in 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons. And um, when you initially enter those type of spaces, it's it's a lot to absorb at one time. You know, you, uh, you see people geared up. Um, you see people <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's all just saying, yeah. of, of different things. And uh-huh. um, for people that have grown up in that atmosphere and are familiar with it, um, might be accustomed to it and, and feel very comfortable. But for me, it, it was a, like, it was very foreign. Um, growing mm. up. And I even starting that run club, the run club in, in Atlanta with our community. Uh, it, it was a lot of things I kind of had to learn throughout that process of, Oh, this is like running etiquette. This is how people like get together. Mm. This is, these are the norms and, the, the traditions that come with running and expectations with run clubs and, and organized races. And um, yeah, some things I, I felt comfortable with other things I, I was just not familiar with. Um, not that I didn't agree with it. I just wasn't familiar with certain traditions and etiquette. So yeah, I try to communicate like what that experience was like in this specific meeting with Lou Lemon and kind of telling them the perspective of, someone who comes from a different culture entering a fitness running atmosphere that has an already established culture and what that experience was like. Thank you to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode of the Running For Real podcast and for keeping me strong and ready to take on whatever sicknesses, illnesses, bugs are in the air. I feel confident going out into the world because I have Athletic Greens. Uh, They have a product that I use literally every day, AG1. I started using it because I wanted to make myself be able to fill in the gaps that I wasn't getting with my diet. Um, We can try as hard as we like to get ourselves optimized and really looking after those, uh, all the critical uh, foods and groups that we want to be getting in each and every day. But let's be honest, when I started looking at that way, um, trying to get in every little uh, vitamin and every kind of food I could, that's when I started going down a path of obsessive thinking about food and just really be that, taking that clean eating too far. I love Athletic Greens because it means I can have a supplement that tastes great. I don't have to take 27 different vitamins and um, pills to get myself the uh, amount that I need each day. It's one scoop every morning and that is it. So with that one scoop of delicious athletic greens, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. That special blend is going to support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging 
all the things and all the things we need to be working well for us to reach our peak as a runner or just to maintain our life with running being a part of it. It is lifestyle friendly. It contains what less than one gram of sugar. So you don't have to worry about that being an additional sugar base in your life. It's going to support your mental clarity, your alertness. It's going to support your sleep quality and recovery. It's basically the one thing that uses all the best things. It uses the best of the best products based on the latest science and with constant product iterations and third party testing. I have been using Athletic Greens for I think three or four years right now and Athletic Greens wants to make it really easy for us to reclaim our health, arm our immune system with convenient and daily nutrition, especially now we are in the thick of flu and cold season, one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Tina. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash Tina. Go take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, and especially a brand like Lululemon, uh, you know, if there's a group that is almost uh, in the past has has come across or a brand, I guess, that has come across as like, we've always belonged. That's never been a concern for like most people who you would picture as, uh, what I would picture. I should say, I'm only speaking to myself for myself. Um, Lululemon for me is like the ultimate, like I've always belonged. I I've always been in yeah. shape. My body's always looked like this. I, um, I'm, I'm here. Um, so I love that you were yeah giving them that different perspective, um, within that that's not the only way of coming to, um, exercise and sport. And that's not, the way that everyone feels. So, um, it was a really well, uh, it was just such a, an eloquent and, um, thoughtful, uh, I guess it was talk that you gave, but post that I read and I'll put a link in the show notes to that. But one part of that in particular that stood out to me was where you said run club is a place where people can come together to mentally love forward. Did you say love forward? Have I written that down wrong? I don't know what I was thinking with <laughs> Right that. Um, Did you say love forward or move forward? I might have said move forward. I think you said move forward. I don't <laughs> Okay, apparently I wrote mentally love forward, which works well too, but you yeah, did say yeah, move yeah. forward. <laughs> I'll continue that quote saying, We come from all stages of life, different paces, appearances, different speeds, different cadences, but most importantly, we run together. Mm. I mean, that is <laughs> that's powerful stuff right there. And embodies what you are doing at ARC, but also for us uh, in the Running For Real community, that's a lot of what we're trying to do within uh, everything that we are putting out as well. So that really spoke to me. I'd love for you to just um, elaborate on that a little bit, why that was important to say that mentally moving forward or mentally move forward together. Um, and then most importantly, we run together. What, why, where did those things come from? Yeah. So, and this is, you know, during that time, there was just a lot to digest because there were so many talks surrounding the topics of diversity and inclusion in different cultures. And um, myself as, as an Asian American being, being spotlighted frequently in that month, um, specifically around the, the tragedy in response to. And yeah, I think 
the, the key takeaways from that entire season and even now that I'm still digesting is that there are just going to be differences. And I think one thing that I've learned to just accept is that uh, not everybody will have the same exact culture and set of values in, in, in the specific arenas of running and sport. And I, I don't think the goal for me has necessarily been to, okay, let's all get on the same page, but let's just appreciate that we're on different pages and still be able to run in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the opportunity to just recognize that other pages are different and other people are different. Um, that's the uphill battle because I think we sometimes have the mentality of just trying to get people onto our page and, and trying to understand our perspective and, and trying to bridge those gaps through education and through seminars and through talks. But um, really like the, the best way to, I think, engage in diversity and inclusion is to simply walk alongside and symbolically like, and metaphorically and literally run alongside people in life. And that's when you will find the synergy in, in understanding each other appreciating each other's differences. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that. No, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, That is well said. And, um, we do need to do more of that. All of us, uh, especially as we do have this sport where we can do that, we can run alongside one another, uh, whether in person or just, as you said, metaphorically, uh, I love that. And I think that's, um, it's a path forward for us. So, um, you mentioned there, and you've mentioned a, a few other times at this point um, about you know being an Asian American, especially during uh, the past few years that have been especially difficult. But um, there have been a lot of uh, racially insensitive remarks, you know, for your whole life, based on what I what I have read. Um, but I would love for you to share what your experience has been through running. Um, I've seen you talk about the the power of running to clear your headspace. Um, so tell us about that element of it and and what running gave back to you in moments that have been been really tough. Yeah, I'd say the the part that running gave back to me was was really just embracing the the benefits and rewards of running. And I, I tell people frequently that it's not that I really enjoy the process of running, but I love how I feel after it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the discipline that it brings. I love the, um, just the feeling of, of accomplishment and, and completion and being able to deal with others and create goals and uh, accomplish goals and track goals. And I, I think when you take such a, multi-dimensional platform like running that can really like touch different areas of your life. Um, it, you can really make it to be anything you want, you know, scaling it down to your personal experience when you go on a run by yourself, um, running with other people, making it a group thing, sometimes running in, in the right context as it was for us last year with, with uh, a lot of the talks of culture and, and diversity um, running can also be a metaphorical vehicle to communicate a larger message to the world, um, which is kind of what we experience too, because when people are running towards something together, um, it, it kind of just draws attention of, Oh, what are they like? What is the why behind their miles? What is the reason why they're running? So um, yeah, the, the answer to your question, I think it's, 
it's been layered for me of, you know, giving me the benefits personally in that mental space. But um, when you take that platform and you get creative with how you use it in the community, um, it can scale out to something as big as getting people to stand behind and rally, rally behind a message and make impact in not just your community, but different communities around you too. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you also for saying that maybe the action of running itself is not always enjoyable. Um, I've talked about this a lot, how we are made to feel like <laughs> it should be like, this is so much fun. I'm having the best time. Yeah. When, um, <laughs> it is quite often about everything else that it brings, uh, yeah, beyond that physical moment or most of the physical moments. Um, You've also talked about uh, the parallel. Let's talk about that. The parallel um, between running. I mean, you've talked about this in, in many ways, as do we. Uh, I think most runners are constantly saying it's, it's just like running uh, for many scenarios in our life. But um, I saw you share about this parallel of uh, when you feel like you're physically failing through your feet being unable to take you forward, your heart and spirit internally push you towards that goal to finish. Um, and about how that, how this parallel helped you to accept your own story as a runner and, and as a human. Can you um, share some of that with us? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think this kind of goes back to the, the first topic of our conversation um, is the word gratitude. And mm-hmm. I'd say that in the past couple of years, uh, not just ARC and, and running, but really like there's just some moments where I feel that I have reached like my physical capacity and physical limit. Um, and I think there are times where, yeah, like whether you attribute it to something divine, your heart, your spirit, like that just pushes you further beyond what you think you can achieve. Um, and I think those moments when it's manifested in the activity of running and really any activity, um, that, like engages your, your physical activity. It's, it's beautiful because it's something where you feel like you couldn't do it, but somehow or some reason, um, you got pushed forward and you got projected, um, further in your progress and you start to just feel grateful and and thankful for those moments. Yes. I think, I think that's something so true and something that I, I, I feel that the running community is more and more starting to pay attention to, uh, especially with people like you and your group coming into the space to say that it, as we said earlier, it doesn't have to all be about racing five K's and 10 K's and running your whole life and trying, you know, as hard as you can, that's not what running is all about. So, uh, I think, I think more and more people are starting to get that message and I'm even seeing it at the top, um, at the elite level, people are finding ways to, appreciate the opportunity to do what they do, but also appreciate what running brings beyond just the accolades. So, uh, I appreciate you sharing that now with starting ARC, uh, back in 2018, uh, you said that at the beginning, uh, you noticed that only Korean Americans were showing up. Um, and there was this internal battle within yourself of, of self-worth and, and where you whether you had a rightful place in the running and fitness industry. Um, I would love if you were comfortable for you to, to speak a bit on that, because, um, 
there's obviously two two parts to this the first being that um you, you know you you felt like you weren't maybe getting the reach or getting the amount of people that you hoped or um believe that you could get but also um speaking about that saying about the rightful place in the running and fitness industry i think that's something a lot of people struggle with in terms of um we uh, uh many of us uh come from this um drive to always feel like what we're doing isn't enough and while someone like me might look at what you were doing and think wow this is amazing look at he started this group he started the studio this is so cool um but we tend to beat ourselves up and think well it's not enough or um i'm still just a, a small fish in a big pond kind of mm. uh, approach so yeah would you be willing to share a little bit about what you meant by that yeah so uh going back to just the the original location of where the run club started um so for those of you that again aren't familiar with Georgia Duluth is actually home to, I believe, the second or third largest like Koreatown in in the states. So there, there's a huge like strip of Korean restaurants, and um, you know it's one of those places where myself as a Korean American, um, even growing up as a kid um, in Atlanta, that kind of further away from Duluth, um, I would still visit that region pretty frequently with my family because it was a place where we hit up like the Korean grocery marts. And, you know, it, it, there was a sense of um, us feeling familiar, like a piece of home. And, and for my mother and my father, uh, it, it felt like they were back in their country where they can see people that were like them. And so, um, yeah, that specific region and that geographic uh, uniqueness was, was a factor for, uh, for me just feeling comfortable of, of starting from that, that place. Um, and yeah, when ARC first started, it, it predominantly was a lot of current Americans because in that particular season, I was just hanging out with a lot of my childhood friends in Georgia, um, who were largely part of the Korean community. Um, a lot of us like grew up in church together. So in, in the Korean culture, like that, that church community has been such a staple, um, just like cultural hub for a lot of immigrant families to just come together um, and, and just be able to share that space. And so, yeah, you take that experience and kind of evolving it and, and wanting to bring more into not just the, the Korean space community, but um, just into the larger running community of, of Atlanta and, and parts of us around and, um, I think that's where I, I definitely face like my initial challenge, mm. um, particularly because uh, in, in, in the beginning seasons of ARC, like I, I literally have people ask, hey, is this like you have to be like Asian or Korean to like join this club because they would see so many Asian faces in the running scene, um, which is, you know, I guess it's an odd question to ask if you see from the flip side, like I'm, I'm never really asking yeah. if you have to be white to join, yeah. club. you know, it's, it's just, you just join it because it's, it's the norm. And so, um, just learning to navigate through that and, and figure out like, okay, well, is it something that I'm doing wrong? Or are we trying to like be something that, you know, is not possible in a sense? So yeah, all that being said, uh, it's been a journey to figure it out, but, um, 
yeah, have just, again, been, been blessed with more opportunity to, to break that stereotype and to, to really like manifest and live out what we've always dreamed of, mm-hmm. which is uh, a space of inclusivity um, that, that is not monocultural, um, that is not, um, yeah, just exclusive in any sense, but it, it includes multiple people. And uh, from my perspective, it just happens to, ARC just happens to carry the origin story of a second generation Korean American whose parents are immigrants who came to this country. And, and that's just the starting point for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being willing to share that with us. Going from that, you obviously have worked through that challenge, that difficulty. Uh, I'm assuming by the time you were working through that, we were coming into 2019 uh, and then maybe just starting to get going. And then we hit into 2020 when, uh, as we've talked about at the beginning, everything came to a halt. Um, there must have been some challenge there in terms of you felt like you were just getting going, things were just coming together. And then all of a sudden, you know, like the brakes are slammed on. Uh, everyone is trying to scramble and adjust. Um, a running club is going to be something that. Um, you know, for a little while, people may have to say, I, I, this, I have to pull back from this and, and you then having to adapt on your feet. How can I keep this community connected? Talk us through some of how 2020, uh, and 2021, I suppose, came into this and, and, um, challenged you in a different way. Yeah. So are you, are you referring specifically to the pandemic or just in general? Just like the fact that the pandemic meant that running mm-hmm. in groups wasn't something that people could do anymore. So um, for that period of time, yeah. So the pandemic literally stopping the um, the physicality of this mm-hmm. community. Yeah. So it, I think for for me personally, it was actually the the best thing that happened, and, and seeing the silver lining of that entire season was it, it really gave myself and other people like involved in the run club, just space to like, to breathe and Mm. rest. And, um, you know, we asked ourselves the question of, you know, if we can't gather, if we can't come together physically, like how do we still impact our, our community? And yeah, there were definitely challenges of that. And I'm not saying we had it figured out because I'd say the most impactful moments still to this day are the times we were just able to, to physically gather and and safely run together in groups. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, just explored like, I guess, deeper opportunities of of storytelling, of creating campaigns of like still trying to create a message out there um, and to communicate the power of running and promote positivity yet without having to gather. But yeah, still a challenge because we've had actually a, a couple of events in the past several months like kind of cancel and delay because of the, the, um, the recent waves. So yeah, still adjusted to it. Thank you to Inside Tracker for sponsoring not only this episode, but supporting us at Running For Real and myself since 2016. I have been working with this company since then. They have done a lot for the running community and a lot for us and just helping us to keep better track of our health. As I said, I've been using this since 2016 and I absolutely geek out over my stats over time. It is as simple as going to get your blood work done at a Quest facility, which they are everywhere. 
uh, going to get that blood work done. Your results come back. It tells you where you are within each of the zones of um, like optimization. You always want to be trying to move towards there. And I've loved, I love looking, I'm looking at it right now, the uh, numbers changing over time to see which ones I've moved into optimize. Some of them I've lost track of. And then when you do fall off and you fall into needs work, um, the needs work or at risk category, you can then see immediately on your screen, there are healthy foods to, that it recommends for that exact thing of how to get you optimized. There's also the science there. If you want to learn about that, you can read their blog. They'll tell you a bit more about it. And I love how you can just make it, they make it really easy for you to find ways to do it. Like I'm looking at my lipid group is a little bit, um, it's not been ideal for a while now, but it gives me some healthy foods that I should be adding more of to my diet. I have to admit, I haven't been the best at adding those foods, but um, they are simple ones. I mean, Hubbard squash, avocado, acorn squash, raspberries, those are amazing foods to eat. It's just my uh, laziness at times that has not allowed me to do that. But that said, I have been working really hard on optimizing my numbers, as has everyone who tries Inside Tracker. Those of you who use it, see how special this is, see how much this company cares about our running community. And this is the best way for us to keep track of how our health is, how we are doing on the inside. Because using our weight, using BMI, none of those markers really tell us the truth. Whereas your blood work really does. It is amazing to use. You can get 25% off, 25% off as one of my dear friends by going to insidetracker.com forward slash Tina. That's insidetracker.com forward slash Tina to go get that really special deal and to keep an eye on your health moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I don't think... Uh... Any of us uh, are totally, uh, have got this figured out, or at least it feels like every time you do something else changes. So, yeah. um, but I appreciate you sharing that with us and quickly before we, I want to, uh, switch gears and change topics in a minute, but, um, before you, we get to that, you mentioned there about rest, about how that was a time for you to reflect and recollect and, uh, and rest. And you, I've seen you talk about this before about that need to rest. Now, when you're trying to change a community or you're advocating for something important or you're, um, you know, become a representative as someone who speaks up on things that are, uh, social challenges we have to work through, it can be difficult to feel, uh, like you do get that option to rest that mm -hmm. you, can afford to take a day off or can afford to step back and, and rest. So just talk us through how you made that a priority for you. Yeah, I, I just, uh, it, it was really actually before or after that initial COVID season, my biggest season of rest actually came at the end of 2021. Um, because even when COVID happened, there were still things kind of coming our way with like event ideation and different things that uh, we were just presented with. But I, I just kind of faced a moment where I, it was kind of like, um, you know, referring to the, the excerpt in the, the talk that I gave when like my feet failed me and I couldn't move forward. Like mm -hmm. it was also like my heart and spirit telling me just to like stop <laughs> and, and not like continue forward. So yeah, it, it was just one of those times where I, I really couldn't progress without taking a step back and, and giving myself permission for at least like a season, you know, to, to rest. I think we try to box moments of self-care into like, go and do this one time or this for a weekend. But, um, I, I really needed to experience it for an entire season where I could press the reset button and, mm -hmm. 
mm. not really think about much, <laughs> but to, to rest. I, I feel you a hundred percent. I did the same thing in December and I went to England and I just took everything off. And yeah. <laughs> I said, I, I didn't realize how burned out I was until I actually was there. And I just shut everything down and I thought, wow. Like and when people have said, oh, how was your trip? When I've come back, they've said, oh, how was it? And I'm like, it was amazing. I didn't realize how exhausted and burned out I was. Yeah, um, yeah. And sometimes you need to actually just do it before you realize like, whoa, I was kind of running on empty there. So um, I appreciate you sharing that and that it wasn't, you know, straight away that you did, I'm assuming kind of run on fumes for a little while before you um, did take that full season. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I appreciate you sharing that. Okay. So moving on, uh, you and I are both, uh, global members of the, uh, all birds, all good collective, which is such an honor, uh, at least for me. And I have been just soaking up everything that the, that the people in AGC are, um, all the wisdom and knowledge and inspiration are giving, including you, of course. Um, but for, for listeners, and as you've been a member for longer than me, could you maybe explain what All Good Collective is? Yeah, so really the way that it was presented to me and the way I still interpret it is it's really just a collective of people in the community that are just trying to do good and, and make impact through community and mm. um, through their own communities. And yeah, whether it's in the form of like running a, a different trade, uh, it's it's literally just a collective of people coming together to make the world and our our local spaces uh, friendlier, more accessible, more inclusive, and yeah, just better overall. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's uh, it's special. I really, I really, as I said, I'm loving it. And um, so f for that, uh, I have seen you talk about and uh, you know working alongside all birds. Uh, environmental action taking care of our planet is a priority for you but i'd love to hear how did that push itself to the forefront as something that mattered to you as it should for everyone but uh where did it become something that was meaningful to you to to speak out about and and try and do your part to change yeah so personally i i love running out on the trails every now and then and there's just something about being able to connect with nature and just being in tune with your outdoor environment. And in, in those moments and experiences, it, it's like, it, it grants me such a feeling of like inner peace and reflection where, you know, you, you literally run in a place where like, there's no distraction. All you see are, are trees and everything's tranquil. And um, some people might not like that, but, for me, that's where I experienced, like, I'd say the deepest form of that, that therapeutic portion. Um, and so wanting to like really preserve that for other people as well, um, of how do we like protect our environment? Because I, I think in, in, um, a certain angle, uh, the, the environment itself and just the, the nature and, and the surroundings that I experience running, have contributed greatly to like my run experience and in very positive ways. So yeah, I think for me, it's, um, you know, and, and including the environmental concerns with, with the waste and pollution and all these things happening. Um, it, it really came from a place of just wanting to preserve like that, that purity of, of nature and the run landscape. 
Um, so yeah. So how do you, as this is something I struggle with, how do you balance um, with what you're doing at ARC? Um, it doesn't take very long of diving in to see that you have had some really cool opportunities to work with brands, to do events, to do things that are um, contributing meaningful um, change to our society, to our world. Um, but also, uh, at least for me, I wrestle with a lot of guilt over the impact, the travel to doing those things or the, mm. um, or the impact of, um, what the larger effect of what I could be having by not going in, just staying in my local community, but by doing things outside of my community, I'd love for you to share how you balance yeah, the opportunities that come towards you with this passion of, as you said, preserving the beauty that uh, Mother Earth has has here for us, or not for us, I should say, that yeah. just has. Yeah, I'd say it really just boils down to like the smaller changes and the habits that I've made. Um, I, you know, if I, if I were to kind of write everything down, um, I yeah, I'd probably feel guilty as well, but. Uh, it's the little wins and little victories that I really try to embrace and, and make myself feel good for. Um, using things that are reusable, um, trying to like drive less if, if I can just like walk there, you know, in, in less than 10, 15 minutes. Um, and just getting in the habit of also recycling like old running shoes. I never really got into the habit of doing that until recently. So yeah, it, it all comes down for me at least just thinking and reflecting on the small things that um, I have been able to adapt to and trusting the process that those small changes will collectively come together with other small changes that people are making outside of, of my community and hopefully, yeah, make impact through that. And do you feel by being in All Good Collective, by All Birds, being surrounded by other people who are passionate about it, does it continue to fuel you to make those changes and to also find ways you can make bigger changes within your community? Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of a, a, a directed question, but what? feel free to disagree. Yeah, no, I, I, I say I agree. I think that with the collective being so diverse with different traits and talents, it, it definitely like opened my eyes to how people are conserving the environment in their own lane. And yeah, it's, we're all just kind of approaching it from different angles, but mm -hmm. it's all lessons and perspectives that you don't typically get to see. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. And um, I encourage the listeners to go check out the All Birds website if you have not already. They're doing some amazing stuff. Um, and finally, the last thing I want to talk about, um, we have a mutual friend in Carolyn Sue. And okay. uh, I texted her this morning to yeah. say that yeah, I was yeah. interviewing you. And uh, <laughs> she's probably going to kill me for saying this. But I said, what should I ask James? And she said, ask him. And I, the reason I'm saying this is because I agree. And she said, uh, how did you get so cool? And I also <laughs> want to know that because, I mean, talk about the king of cool. You are hip. So um, please share your advice for, I'll speak for myself, for less cool people like me. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> That's I, not I really just, real I just try to I just try to be myself, you know, and I, I think – um, what, what's cool to me is when people are just genuine and, and authentic. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And Carolyn absolutely 100% hits that criteria. So yeah. winning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Well, that wasn't a real question. <laughs> that was what she initially responded with. However, she did say that it, um, it would be great to hear, hear you talk about um, how your faith in religion intersects with and fuels your mission with ARC and the community. And that isn't something we've really covered a lot here on podcast so i'd love to um to yeah hear a little bit about that yeah so my personal faith journey has been you know through a lot of up and downs and as i mentioned before um, if you are born in the states and you're korean american there's a very high chance that church was a huge part of your life because it was such an immigration hub for our parents generation to come together it was like the one place where people can gather consistently to um to just see each other and, and share cultures and kind of eat the same foods together. And so, uh, yeah, like I, I'd say like early on in my years from elementary school, I was always involved in the church scene and um, still profess to be Christian and, and my faith is still there. Um, and I'd say overall what my faith has done for me and, and how it's like shaped like things that I do now, it's, it's definitely just expanded like my view on, people in a really good way. Um, I think, uh, it, it's, it's just like fueled me to, to really appreciate and see human connection from a different angle, because I think faith at times has such a bad rep of, um, and religion in general of causing so much like division. Um, mm-hmm. but my approach and perspective is, you know, everyone has like their source of like inner peace and, um, just learning to appreciate the differences in that. Right. And, um, something like running where you, if you really dissect people's beliefs and personalities and cultures and backgrounds, like it could potentially cause a lot of division and a lot of, um, just opposition if we were to put everything out there on the table. Um, but much like faith and really like anything that has like a collective mission, I think the beauty is, in again, the fact that we're all just different pages, we all represent different things, but we're still able to like move forward and, and still like appreciate the, the accomplishment of finishing a race, the accomplishment of, you know, Hey, we're in this together. Like, I don't necessarily believe in what you believe in, but it's okay for us to run alongside each other because we're headed in the same direction and we're trying to, to finish the run and, and celebrate together afterwards. And do we need more of that togetherness? That yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of. I don't agree with everything you say, but I, I am not going to hold that against you and and write you off in my life. I'm going to, well, as you said, we're working together. I thank you. That is so mm-hmm. well said. Um, and and you talk about you know we've mentioned their faith and running where that intersects. You've also uh, kind of talked about infusing hip hop into run culture with a recent, um, event that you did. Let's, uh, talk about that, how running, you seem to find ways of bringing running into, yeah, to intersect with a lot of different areas of your life. Why is that something that's, uh, that's important to you to be able to do? Um, I think it's, it's only important because th- there is a space where some people prefer, uh, hip hop music and prefer the culture of, um, just that urban personality of, of things. And, 
uh, yeah, growing up, like hip hop was what I listened to and it's what I vibe with. And, um, when you had, when you have the opportunity to influence a platform where people come and like celebrate together and music being such a universal vessel to celebrate, um, I think by default, we, we might resort to certain genres and preferences of music, but, uh, for myself and, and Christian and, and other people that, uh, vibe and, and rock with ARC, like a lot of us do like hip hop, a lot of us do like resonating with the urban culture of things. So I think it's just natural. Um, it's just really people's preferences and choices. Not everyone likes hip hop <laughs> in heresy, but I think <laughs> it's just something that I've just tried to be organic about myself. And yeah, yeah if there's like a, an artist or playlist that I've enjoyed listening to, like why not play it at our events? Why not mm-hmm. like just have other people and, and invite other people into that space too? Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really, really cool. Well, James, is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners about what you have coming in the rest of 2022 or things to to look out for that they can uh, pay attention to? Or maybe if they live in uh, Atlanta or the surrounding area, um, yeah, things that they could potentially come to. Yeah. So this year we're really, we we did so many like special events and stuff last year that I think <laughs> this year the, the focus is to really uh, focus just on our community. And um, we actually just got into the rhythm of doing a lot of weekly runs in the city um, coming out of the pandemic. So um, if you're ever in Atlanta, yeah, definitely come check out one of our weekly runs and um, our team, our ARC team will also be going out to travel to different destinations and places to, to run as well. Um, we're actually all going to Austin, Texas in, um, couple of weeks to do the half marathon in full together. So mm, hopefully yeah. Yeah, have, have more of that type of experience together as a team. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you so much. Where can people go find you if they want to follow along with ARC, with you uh, in the future? Yeah. So uh, mainly on social media, ARC, um, it's just Atlanta Run Club and myself. It is James R-O and then it's Two underscores at the end. Oh, it is two underscores. Yeah, I was trying yeah, to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, is that one that it just it's, extends it? It is two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's two. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for uh, sharing today, for inviting us in, to opening up your heart to us. I, I appreciate you and all that you are doing and, and can't wait to see what the future holds. So keep up the good work. Yeah. Thank you, Tina. Yeah. Thanks so much for the invitation. Hi friends, just a quick message to say a big thank you to the Running For Real team. While I may be the face of Running For Real and the voice behind the podcast, there are a group of people who are working tirelessly to provide everything that runners could need within our community to make our community stronger, better and evolve and grow and learn from one another. We are working really hard to make Running For Real the place we believe it can be within our community. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone on our team. That is Victoria, Stacy, Sandy, Sally, Maria, Kelsey, Kat, Jeremy, and Erica. I appreciate each and every one of you and the hard work that you put in. Now let's get back to the show. I mean, Carolyn's right. <laughs> he is so cool. And you just take a look at his Instagram account and it will... Uh, I mean, it's pretty impressive to see it is art. It is intersection of so many different things and I just love it. So his, his account is one of the accounts I'm addicted to. 
Um, so thank you so much to James for joining us on the show and thank you to you for listening. If you are a loyal listener, I appreciate each and every time you come here to show up. I know you don't have to. If you have fallen off a li- little bit and now you're finding your way back, welcome back. And if you're a first time listener, welcome. Hope you enjoyed. I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for today. And that is Inside Tracker. You can get 25% off at insidetracker.com forward slash Tina. You can also uh, check out allbirds.com. Have no coupon code there once again goes along with the brand itself they're not interested right now in just uh grabbing grabbing customers they just want to us to check out what they're doing um i do love their products you will see me wearing their products all the time i'm wearing them often um for running and for lifestyle stuff but go to allbeds.com to check that out And to Athletic Greens, I've mentioned a lot lately the importance of vitamin D, especially this winter, especially uh, with um, lots of nasties going around right now. Vitamin D is a critical part and you get a one year free supply with your order of Athletic Greens, which is my go to morning thing. First thing I do when I wake up, you can go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Tina. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. I'll see you on Monday for a Together Run and next Friday for a regular episode. Thank you.